Hey everyone, welcome back to our third week of the Dare to Dream series. Now, this week we're not going to talk about one individual person. We're actually going to be talking about the prophets. Mm -hmm. And the prophets were a group of people throughout the, the history of the Bible that always brought people back to the truth. They always brought people back to saying, where's God and what is what is our role in this relationship with God, and, and are we doing it right? Right. Um, one of the things that I think is kind of cool, though, as we studied this out, is that the prophets really weren't like the popular crowd. They weren't mm -hmm. the people that you know. They weren't the people that you invited over for a dinner party. Right. Um, they <laughs> were they were the kind of people that you went to when you wanted advice. Um, kings would often go and, and say, hey, you know, tell me what the future is, or they would want to know if the prophet was going to support their effort, like they wanted to go out to war, but they wanted to know, you know, is God in this? And so they would call the prophet in and say, what does God say? You're right. Sometimes um, the prophets came to you. And it was oftentimes when you study that out in the Old Testament, when the prophet showed up, people weren't always excited. No. You know, it wasn't like, oh, hey, the man of God is here. They're like, you know. Right, right. Um, you know, one of the things, too, that the prophets often did was they, they pointed to the future. Right. And that's what we really want to kind of focus in on today is just how prophets focused in on the future. Because the time that most of the prophets lived in wasn't the greatest time in the world. No. Um, oftentimes when they spoke up the loudest is when the world was going crazy, when, right. when life was turned upside down and somebody needed to give direction. Somebody needed yeah. to say, Hey, we're doing this wrong and we've got to fix this. But they always brought this message of hope with them right? because they always pointed to somewhere down the line, or if you will obey, or one day God is going to do this. Um, so today we're going to take a look at three of those prophets and and then reference some others along sure. the way. Sure. But um, one of them is Isaiah. Mm -hmm. And uh, let me just start with this verse that he wrote. Mm -hmm. He said, for unto us a child is born, to us, a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. In a moment of when craziness was going on, right. you know, the Assyrians, if if we go back and we study this, we talked about this, some of that, that whole time period when Assyria was just growing in right. power and Jerusalem. And corruption. Yeah. Right. And Israel was divided. You know, they were these two different. Right. They were one nation, but they were two different nations because right. they just couldn't get along. But Assyria is over here on the side and they just keep getting bigger and more right. powerful and more corrupt. And so that threat is looming right. on, on the Israelite people. And Isaiah is looking at all of that. And then he's saying, but there's hope. Right. But there's hope. There's there's one coming who is going to bring deliverance and peace. And he's going to be a wonderful counselor, a prince of peace. And so. Well, and I think it's important in this moment to just point out that when you when you're reading the Gospels and you're looking at the birth, the life 
the death and resurrection of Jesus. Every aspect of that was foretold in prophecy. Mm-hmm. And there was, you look at the story of Jesus, and if you're starting, if your faith started in the Gospels, that's amazing. But we all find ourselves going, how do we know that that's really what happened? Or why did oh, yeah. that happen that way? And why why did they have to do this? Yeah, It was all to fulfill prophecy. And why was that prophecy necessary? To prove that hundreds, thousands of years before Jesus came, mm-hmm. God had it in a plan. Yeah. And then God completes what he starts. Right. And I think that that's just such a cool picture. So if you find yourself or when you find yourself reading things and in the Gospels, go back and find that in prophecy. Go back and see where this was, just like what you just said. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. All of those things were declared over him mm-hmm. long before yeah. he was born. Yeah. You remember that study that we read about where this guy did a mathematical calculation to determine yeah. Yeah. if if the prophecies that were spoken about Jesus, if they could all be fulfilled or even a portion of them. Mm-hmm. I think what they picked was like eight or 10 of the prophecies and there's you know dozens yeah, of them exactly. about Jesus, but they picked like eight or 10 of them. And just that alone, mathematically, it was almost next to impossible for Jesus to have fulfilled those things. And so, um, like you said, that's that's an incredible testimony that right. says, well, how do I know this is true? Well, God spoke over right. and over and over again. And what and when he spoke, it didn't yeah. always make sense. No. I mean, no. imagine being in in that place, in that time when it, life is full of corruption and you feel desolate, you feel alone. And then this prophet comes along with a declaration of hope. But it's like, mm-hmm. what does that even mean? What do you mean that this is who he will be? And these are the attributes of this God that we're waiting yeah. on. Right. And like, when is this going to happen? And it's beautiful to see that even though in that moment they didn't see it, it was in the works already. It was it was being right. It was spoken into existence, literally, and then it happened down the road. Right, right, yeah. So let's take a look at the next guy, Jeremiah. Yeah. Um, because Jeremiah actually the when in the time frame that Jeremiah lived. He saw the destruction of Jerusalem. He saw the temple literally just be demolished in his lifetime. And here's this prophet. Here's this guy who's like, you know, he's pursuing God and he's trying to look towards God. What are you doing and how can you do how can you do something with this mess that we're in? And God just speaks to his heart. And this is what he says. He says, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. And, you know, we we have, let's take that back into what was going on in Jeremiah's life, because he's seeing all of these corrupt kings, kings who are supposed to be leading the people towards God are like living in corruption and lies and deception and leading the people into false idols and all kinds of crazy stuff. 
And so Jeremiah looks through that lens Mm -hmm. and looks past into the Spirit of God. But what I love about it is when you look at Jeremiah's life, he was kind of depressed because life was depressing. Mm -hmm. And so for him to be able to put aside his emotion Mm -hmm. and his, like, he's kind of Eeyore-ish, you know, like, oh, this mopey, sad, grieving prophet. Yeah. But to look past circumstances and look far ahead that Mm -hmm. hope is coming. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. I mean, how often do we find ourselves in places where we're having a bad day or we're going through something depressing or hard or difficult and it's hard to look past that moment? Yeah, absolutely. They had no hope around them. Sure. And for him to be able to hear from God and still ignore everything to the left and the right mm-hmm. and look past and go, but God will keep his promise. He He promised he would. And these are the things that will come. You right, know? right. Well, and don't you think too, uh, it, it's hard for us. You know, I mean, yeah. we just came through a pandemic. We did we, we come through it, or we are we still kind of in it? Or, I don't yeah, know. we are still kind of. I don't really know what happened. Yeah, with that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I mean, we've gone through this crazy season of life, and we've also experienced all these different things in our culture. You know, I mean, we used to be considered, uh, you know, a nation that was under God, and now, you know, pretty much, I think everybody would agree that. The United States isn't really a Christian well, that's the problem. nation. You said everybody will agree. No one agrees on anything. Yeah. That's the problem. Well, yeah. Well, that's true. There's that's true. there's so much division. We're we're quickly and steadily falling following the the European culture culture yeah. completely. Right. You know, right. we Absolutely. just anything goes, whatever, you know, whatever you feel. And so as a, as a follower of Jesus, as someone who's trying to live and follow the, the teachings and the ways of Jesus, it can be like it was for Jeremiah, like mm-hmm. it was for Isaiah, for us to just kind of look out at the world and go, well, what's the use? I mean, right. what, can, what can I do? How can I change anything? Because look at everybody's going this direction. Right. That's why we wanted to talk about the prophets today is because they they had those same situations. Life mm-hmm. wasn't any worse or isn't any worse for us than it was for them. Correct. In those moments when they were alive and they had to look through the culture, they had to look through all of the failures and the things that they saw the people of God doing and say, but God. Okay, let's just for a second talk about that because we get so caught up in what we see happening in our nation, in our world, Mm -hmm. on social media, and we think this is the worst it's ever been. It's not. It just happens to be, like you just said, it was was bad then. Right. We just have it at our fingertips 24-7 to see the corruption, the evil that was, that we see every day running rampant that it was during this day and time too. And God was mm-hmm. faithful then. Yeah. And he's faithful now. That's, and I think that yeah. we need we yeah. need to take a moment and just touch on that. That yeah. nothing is new under the sun. God has not forgotten and given up on his people. He's called his people, the church, the mm-hmm. body, to rise up and do something. And we need to do that. But yeah. none of none of the things that we're facing is new. 
Mm-mm. It's not. No. It no, may be new different. for us. Right. But it's not. This is when you look at history, when you look and you can say, well, that was the Old Testament. You're right. But God was still active. God was still mm-hmm. moving. Right. And um, right. when you look, get past the Old Testament, get into the New Testament, there the Bible talks that there's going to be times. There's going to mm-hmm. be those moments. So sure. I think it's easy as 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 followers of Jesus to get really depressed and discouraged by where our world is at and where our nation is at. But I think if anything, we just need to focus on where are we at? Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't deal with all that. I can't change all that. Where am sure. I at? Am I doing my sure. part? Can sure. I, like these prophets, look past mm-hmm. what's happening around me with hope of what, of a God who has constantly kept his promise Right. And trust that he will continue to keep yeah, his promise. Absolutely. And can we hold that that hope inside of us? Can we can we keep that truth of God's word in us and knowing that hey, heaven is coming. You know, Jesus is going to right. return and can we carry that hope with us and share it to the people around us? So how do you do that? How do you I mean, you, you, we could list 9 million scriptures of this guy mm-hmm. did this, this woman did this. You know, how do you keep that hope in you? What is, the, what is the answer to that? How do you say, okay, despite what's happening around me, this is how I stay grounded. This is how I stay anchored. You know, the word right. talks, yeah. the word is an anchor. Yeah. Right. This is how I stay anchored into truth. And mm-hmm. even though... The world around me may impact me some. It affects, you know, it bumps up against me. Sure. I stay steady. How do you do that? What's Yeah. Well, I I think the answer, we can find it right in the Word of God and and in one person in particular, and that's Daniel. Daniel's another one of the prophets. And Daniel, when he was faced with those hard times when when you know the king was was coming against him. And the prophets and the other seers and everything, mm-hmm. they were all against Daniel trying to trying to get him to stop worshiping God. He went up in his room and it says three times a day, you know, he opened his window and he prayed to God. And I think that's the answer. The answer is not that we have to open a window and pray, but that we have to stay connected. We have to stay connected to God's presence in our life. We have to, whether it's spending time in the Word, spending time in prayer, um, spending time with other believers that yeah. will encourage you and just have conversations like we're having right now right. that just remind you of the truth that that God is alive and He's still on the throne and the the king of kings is coming Mm -hmm. to deliver this earth and set things right. Right. But Daniel didn't wait till it got hard. He did that in preparation too. Right, yeah. So we can't wait until we hit rock bottom or we get backed into a corner. We need to be spending time in the word and in prayer and in relationship and in conversation with each other Mm -hmm. now. Right. To prepare ourselves, knowing that there's going to be Moments where our faith is is tested, right? Moments where our faith is put into question, mm-hmm. and um, and we can sit and go, you know what? 
but this is what is true. And this is what I know to be true. And we build those healthy habits of being in the presence of God throughout our day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, that's what Daniel did. Like you said, that's what we need to do to, to overcome those things and to bring Mm -hmm. hope to the people around us. Right. You know, well, over and over and over again, we see these moments when prophets would speak out, when they would speak hope, when they would talk about what's coming in the future. And there was, there was always this coming King, this always this, this coming future hope. And so, you know, from Moses, uh, who dealt with a bunch of rebellious people to David, (laughs) who, you know, struggled with evil and corruption in the lives of the people around him to Daniel, which we talked about, yeah, who lived in exile Mm -hmm. um, to Hosea, who, uh, you know, was around people who were totally unfaithful to God. Right. And and so many more. So many more. Um, you know, this small little minority group of people who held tightly to God's word, tightly to this hope that God was going to redeem his people. Right. Just over and over again. Well, and you know what? I think we forget because since since Jesus came, died, Rosie, we have the Holy Spirit You and I each have access to God like Mm -hmm. that. During this time, God spoke through the prophets. Yeah. God wasn't, very rarely would you see where God had just spoken to someone. Mm -hmm. But the communication to God's people came through prophets. Can you imagine? Like, I think about that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And through us studying this, that's where my brain went. I could not imagine what life would be like to not have direct access to Jesus. Yeah direct access to God, to just be able to talk to him. Like how often do we take for granted the the Bibles that we have in our house, the Bible we have on sure. our phone um, sure. or on our, our computer, the access we have to the truth of God's word. How much do we take that for granted? Where during that time you would have to go to a specific place mm-hmm. to just hear it. And yeah. for the word of God to be spoken through a prophet, my how times have changed, right? right and so right. fast forward to where we're at. God is still speaking. God's still moving. Mm-hmm. But it was because why? It started because there were people who refused to let circumstance stop them from trusting the faithfulness of God. They, yeah. were, right. they were full of hope. That doesn't mean that they were always excited about what they were doing. I mean, they had to deliver yeah, some hard, like, yeah. hard um, truths. But they always, like you said, were telling about what was to come, the hope of the future, um, that God was not done. Hey, you guys are evil. You better get this right. There's mm-hmm. going to be judgment. But God, but God, but God, but God is not done with you. Yeah. And time and time and time again. And I truly believe that. I mean, I, I believe Jesus paid it all and did it all. But I do believe much of what our understanding comes from People like Moses and Micah and Daniel and Isaiah who continued despite circumstances Mm -hmm. to bring hope. Yeah, yeah. Well, super cool. And that's a great transition into our challenge for this week because although we have direct access to the Word of God, we have direct access to the Holy Spirit, there are people in our world with that live without God, that don't have a relationship with God. And hope is hard to find. Right. 
And so the challenge for you this week coming from the prophets is what kind of hope can you bring to someone who needs it? Where is a person, you know, find a person or you probably know someone Mm -hmm. in your life that is living with very little or no hope at all and to bring hope to them. To, di- to dive into God's presence, to dive into God's word, mm-hmm. and then to bring that hope to people that have no hope. And it could be somebody that does have a relationship with Jesus. So look, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Yeah. There have been moments in all of our lives where um, we know Jesus, we love Jesus, we believe in him, but situations are hard. Yeah. Life is Stuff hard. Stuff happens, sure. Um, sickness, disease, um, financial stuff, um, fractures in the family. Yeah. And it's easy to go, I know I can trust God, but, Mm -hmm. and we find those places. I mean, find those people and remind them, be that, that shot in the arm, that reminder of, Hey, Mm -hmm. yeah, God's not done. Yeah. I know it looks like this. The situation looks bleak, but let's look ahead because God keeps his promises. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is going to return. He He is coming back to set things right. Right. And we always have that hope to look forward to. No matter how messed up or crazy our world is, we always have that hope that Jesus is coming. He's coming back and he's going to set things right. And so for that, in itself, we have hope right. that we can hold on to. So, so good. Yeah. So take this message of hope to mm-hmm. the people around you. That's our challenge to you this week. And, and we, study out on, in your time and with your groups and with your, your people. Look at some of these prophets. Look at some of what they were mm-hmm. saying. Look at some of the hard times that they had to be in these situations and I mean, you look at some of these prophets even ran from that. I mean, we know that yeah. Jonah is like, oh, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what God did to get his message across. Yeah. Study that for yourself and realize that God wanted his message brought to the point that he sends his son for you and I. And we're still here. So he's still wanting that message carried out. And he, he needs you and I to do it. Absolutely. So Absolutely. It's exciting stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, hey, thanks for joining us again, and we will see you back here again next week. Yeah.